0: Remember the Game is brought to you by my website, abcomedy.net. As you may or may not know, I'm a comedian by night. And as much as I love talking about old video games, uh, telling jokes is how I actually pay my bills. So please check out my website. Uh, In addition to old episodes of this podcast, you'll find my blog, videos of my stand-up, all of my upcoming shows, and my contact information. If you need a comedian for your next fundraiser, corporate event, house party, whatever you got going on, uh, hit me up. Again, it's abcomedy.net. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to it. Please leave us a good review. Uh, And most importantly, please tell a friend. I'd really appreciate it. There'll be a new episode every single Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for the support. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up everybody, welcome back to Remember the Game, my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about a game from back in the day. My name is Adam Blank, thank you so much for listening. This week for episode 38, the original guest on this podcast from all the way back in episode one, my pal Chris is here and we are looking at Star Tropics for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, kind of a forgotten gem. And I say that in quotations because gem could be a loose term. Uh, a forgotten game for the NES. A good game on the NES, frankly. Uh, Nintendo just rolled this one out on the other online service for the Switch. Uh, so I've been playing with it on there. First time I've played this game since I was probably about 10, 11 years old. Um, and it was, uh, I'll tell you, like it's, it's definitely got its flaws, no question. But uh, the nostalgia that came with this game was fucking awesome um i grew up in calgary until i was 12 or 13 years old 12 years old and my pal chris lived across the street from me and he owned star tropics and we used to go over there and just play it and play and play it thinking we could beat it which now having played most of the way through it over the last week on my switch i know it was never gonna fucking happen um but just the music and the gameplay you know and just like it's just nostalgia man i that's one of my favorite thing about retro gaming is the fucking Just those, it just flashes you back to being a kid, you know? Um, And this game is funny too, because like playing it, like, you didn't know back when these games came out. Like, this game came out in 1990, and I probably played it in like 91, 92. Uh,. And, and you just didn't know how hard a game was going to get or if you were going to get stuck somewhere. We didn't have the... So for anyone that doesn't know, and we get more into it when I get into the podcast with Chris, uh, this game uh, has like a legendary little thing with it where the the actual game itself shipped with like a note, like a letter from the main character's uncle. And you had to put that letter, the physical piece of paper that came with the game in water to reveal a secret code that you had to enter near the end of the game to get to the final level. And we didn't have that code. So we would have been fucked had we got that far, because there was no internet or anything to look shit up back then. Uh, we just never got that far, so it didn't end up being a, being an issue. But we couldn't look up where to go, you know, where's the secrets, where's the walls, you know what I mean? Like, it's this game, there's a few instances where you might get stuck if you can't look up where to go, and in 19, the early 90s, there was no internet to look up where to go. We would have just been boned. Um, Luckily slash unluckily for us, it was too hard for us to ever get to one of those points anyway, so... Anyway, it's been fun. It's been rad playing it again. It's really a forgotten game and a forgotten series. I know there's a sequel for it on the NES as well, and then that's it. And I'm really surprised Nintendo's never done anything else with Star Tropics. And I don't and I may be wrong on this, but I don't think it ever showed up as like a spirit in Smash Brothers even. And literally every video game fucking ever is represented in the new Smash Brothers game as a spirit, but I don't think Star Tropics was in there, and it's owned by Nintendo. I don't understand it, but anyway, uh This episode is going to be fun. I had a good time. I love talking games with Chris. This is one of those ones I grew up playing. I didn't grow up playing every game we talk about on here. Sometimes it's one I've played later or I just played as an adult or whatever. Uh, But this is one of those ones that just the music, everything just fills me with those nostalgia feel-good feels, you know. Uh, Quickly, I'll get my plugs out of the way. If you're on social media, we'd love a follow. We're on Twitter and Instagram. Probably more active on Instagram these days, but we're on both. You can find us at Game. It's just like Remember the Game with L-D-R-E at the front. Anyone that follows us will instantly follow back. I'd love to talk to you there. Uh, you can also find our website. It's RememberTheGamePodcast.com, and there'll be links to all our podcasts on all major services, including YouTube there. There's blogs. There's posts about each game, blah, 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 blah. Uh, we're at episode 38. You know? So if you're new to the show, thank you for checking us out. We have got a crazy good back catalog of episodes for you to look at. You know? There are some like... Some of the greatest video games of all time we've talked about on here. So, and I notice that every week when I log in and check our download numbers and stuff, you know, like I'm just looking at our our top ten episodes downloaded in the last thirty days right now. Uh, at number ten is Super Mario World, which was episode one. Number eleven, Golden is on the top ten game or most downloaded episodes over the last thirty days. People are going back, discovering the podcast, and going back and checking out old episodes. So, if that's you, if you're listening to this and that's something you're doing. Do Dude, or do that, whatever, ladies and gentlemen, sir, miss, it. They thank you for listening to our show. I really, really do appreciate it. As we creep up on episode fifty, I think I've decided on the game I'm going to do. And when I say creep up, I know it's it feels like I'm like it's twelve episodes. That's not very much. That's four months. So it's a long ways away. But I know the game I'm going to do. I think uh, I'm just working on it. But anyway, point I'm trying to make is thank you guys so much for listening. Really, I do appreciate it. If you're having fun with it, leave us a good review. Tell a friend. All that stuff means the world to me. All that stuff helps us, and uh, we're just going to keep on rolling with this podcast. Um, Oh, yeah, just quickly, before I get to the chat with Chris, something else I've been doing, I'm curious to know if any of you do this, is I've gotten much more active in the Retro Games forum of Reddit. Um, I I like kind of just watching from the sidelines, like creeping on Reddit. I don't actually post that often. I try to get involved in the Nintendo Switch forum, but quite frankly, quite frankly, The administrators or whoever's in charge of it, the moderators, fucking whatever. I feel like they're kind of Nazis and you can't post anything. Every time I post something, they're like, oh, that doesn't open to a discussion. That's against our rules. I was like, go fuck yourself. The retro game forum seems a lot more loose and fun. So I'm in there. Uh, If you're in there. I'm sure. Hopefully, we'll cross paths. If you found this from there, that'd be pretty rad. I don't promote that podcast in there every week. Um, you know, I I've read things about how you don't want to spam with too much of your own content and stuff like that. I am going to post an episode. probably will once a month in there. So if you happen to be listening to this and you discovered it in Reddit, please just leave me a comment on Reddit or something somewhere and uh, and say hey. I just really like to know if that's paying off at all. I'm just bringing up my ret- or my my uh, Reddit handle because I don't know what it is. It's Adam Blank Seventeen. So yeah, if you're on there, say hey. I'll I'll give you lots of upvotes and say hi to you and stuff. I'm still learning Reddit. I don't know everything about it, but uh that'd be really cool. And uh you know what? I think that's it. That's enough blabbing from me for today. Oh yeah. Uh oh yeah, sorry, no, no, that's not I'm not done blabbing yet. Fuck, I'm not done. Uh another thing I noticed in the retro games forum is a lot of people post their collections in there, the retro game collections, and I fucking love looking at those, man, I used to collect, I got out of it years ago, I get my retro gaming fix primarily from online services, and I don't necessarily mean ROMs, but online services like Nintendo Online, virtual console, you know, stuff like that, and uh, stuff like the classic consoles, the NES Online, the SNES Online, Sorry, my phone is ringing and it was very distracting to me. I hope you guys couldn't hear that. Not the NES and SNES Online. Sorry, the SNES and NES, like classic consoles. I'm thinking about getting a PlayStation Classic now, just for those, you know, I just I don't have a lot of space. We live in a townhouse, there's not a ton of room. I don't have room for a giant collection. I wish I did, uh, but I just find that to be the more convenient way to play them now. But having said that, I love looking at collections, man. It's uh, We have an upcoming episode coming, me and one of my guests, where we're going to just talk about retro game collecting. And I'm really looking forward to it, because I think it's just an awesome hobby. And if you're into it, fucking good on you, because you need to keep the history of this fantastic hobby and industry alive. So thank you for doing that. That's great. Um, Okay, what have I been playing this week? And then I'm going to get to the chat uh, with Chris. Uh, I've been playing Star Tropics primarily on the NES Online service, as I've said like five times. I'm also still uh, grinding through Kirby's Adventure on there. When I say grinding, it's not that it's too hard for me to play. I just haven't had, I haven't put a ton of time into it, but A lot of fun there and I started playing doom the the recent doom game that came out it came to switch and I finally picked that up and I've been playing through it it's pretty brain dead just shooting bad guys but it's doom like you know what you're getting yourself into those games are fun um and it's cool I'm trying to be cheap you know well I'm not (laughs) trying you don't try to be cheap you just are cheap and I'm a starving artist stand-up comedian who makes no money so I'm fucking cheap and uh, one of the new ways I've come, I'm well, not new, but one of the ways I've come across uh, getting new games to play is I've really gone to, like, when I finish a game, I, I go primarily digital. Uh, but I do have some physical games, and, you know, they're either ones I want to share with my girlfriend because she has her own Switch, uh, stuff like the the Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey, or ones that I don't think I'll ever play again. So I'll play through it once, and then I'll, I'll what I've been doing, instead of trading them into EB or selling them for, for pennies on the dollar, is uh, I just trade them. I go on Kijiji and just post, like, hey, I finished this game. I'm looking to trade it for another game that I haven't played yet. And that's how I came across Doom, um, which is perfect because I didn't actually pay for it. I just I bought Mario Tennis for like $40 uh, a while ago. I ended up trading that for Xenoblade Chronicles 2 that I actually never even played because I just got RPG Burnout and didn't feel like playing it. And I just traded Xenoblade for Doom. And when I'm done Doom, I'll probably try to trade it for like Wolfenstein or something. So just, you know, if you're if you're a, a poor slash cheap gamer like myself and you're looking to save a few bucks... Uh, try Kijiji and stuff. Try trading your games, man. There's a lot of people out there interested in doing it too, and they're not going to trade them to you. Fucking just cut out the middleman of EB. That's going to give you, excuse me, that's going to give you four dollars for a seventy dollar game. Go trade it to somebody else for another game. Keep fucking playing. All right, that's it. I'm going to shut up. This has been a nine and a half minute intro. Uh, no one's complained to me that the intros are too long. If they are. I mean, I guess you could skip them, or just fucking, I don't know, leave me a review, leave me a comment somewhere, let me know they're too long, and I'll cut them down, I don't know, Uh, it's your podcast, about as much as it is mine, so as long as you guys are listening, I'll do whatever you want, I don't care, I am a slave to the people, and with that said, cue the music, there it is, and uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy my chat with my pal Chris, as we look back at Star Tropics for the Nintendo Entertainment System, thanks guys, here we go. welcome back to the podcast the original guest of this show he's been back a couple of times all the way back in episode one my buddy chris hibert i'm back how are you doing buddy good how are you doing i'm great i love that we're recording an nes podcast and you're wearing your playstation shirt <laughs> you don't have an nes shirt
1: I do not know. No, I understand that. I'd probably have grown it ages ago. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, so this week, as you'll know from the intro, we're talking Star Tropics. I figured it was kind of topical because it just released on the NES Online on the Switch. Now, I got to ask you because I know that you weren't an NES kid growing up, you were one of those dark side Sega kids. Uh, why, why the uh,
1: aff- affection for this game? This is actually a game I beat at a buddy's house. Like, this is like. Being a kid sleepover, we actually played through this.
0: Oh, so you did, you played it. You, you didn't own a Nintendo, but you still got to play this yeah. game. Yeah, no, oh, this okay. is
1: one of the few that I played through as a kid. Like,
0: okay. Um, all right, well, that makes a lot more sense. Because as soon as it launched on the Nintendo, you messaged me about it. And I was like, yeah, I'll do one. And then I was like, how the fuck do you know this game? You weren't a <laughs> Nintendo kid. Um, yeah, man, I, my buddy Chris had, my buddy Chris, uh, a different Chris. Uh, there's more than one. Uh, my buddy Chris owned this game growing up. And man, we used to go over there and play it and play it and play it. And it was so fun. And it didn't seem as hard. As it does now, like like it was hard, but I mean, when you were a kid, like you played the games you owned, and it didn't matter how hard they were; they were just that was what games you had, so you played them, right? You got like, good, or you
1: didn't play? Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And then, like, re really, like, have you been playing it on the Switch? Yeah, I played it. I've been playing it. I just kind of brushing up on it again. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't think I have the time to conquer it again. But no, I hear you, man. It all came back pretty quick once. I yeah,
0: like, like it, again. it, dude. This is a like. <laughs> So before I started a replay of it on the Switch, I would have given it like a 9. I would have been like, dude, I have great memories of this game. It's fun. Haven't played it now, and I'll get to the score at the end, but I'm not giving it a 9 anymore. There are aspects of this game that are really rad, and there are aspects of this game that have aged so fucking terribly that at points, it's not unplayable, but it's it's the, the controls
1: add to the frustratingness, for lack yeah, of better English. He just doesn't handle well in this day and age. Like, no, it's like a, you're on a grid more or less, right? Like, yeah, just you can feel it. Like,
0: it like so. Like, if you, I mean, if you're listening to this, I guess maybe there's a chance that someone listening to this hasn't played this one. Like, it's, I don't know. I was trying to think of how to describe it, and I guess it's almost like a combination of like Zelda. It's like if you took the original Zelda's gameplay, but then put Zelda's almost two. skinned. Yeah, yeah. Like it's got some Zelda to it. It's got the overworld like Zelda two to it. There's some, like, minimal RPG elements. Like, I mean, like, when you're in the villages, like, and you're talking to people, um, you know what it reminded me of was Dragon Warrior. Yeah. Like, the first Dragon... Like, it seemed exactly like playing Dragon Warrior.
1: I think the action's kind of like the Zelda games, and then, otherwise, it's like an overworld, like an RPG, like a Final Fantasy or... Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, they took, like, aspects of a bunch of these different games and kind of combined them. And, um, like, like I said, I have great memories of it, but playing it this time, I'm like, the overworld is cool like I love the way it looks it's kind of bright you know around these like tropical islands and stuff like that but the overworld feels almost unnecessary like it's just a way to kind of get you from dungeon to dungeon
1: it's so linear, like, because it begs to be explored, like, I'd love yeah. to take the sub and drive it around, or, like, find the islands myself, and then yeah, yeah, find where I need to go. But no, like, it it leads you to the next step. Yeah, right, because,
0: yeah, because, like, after a couple villages, you unlock a submarine, like, a couple islands, you unlock a submarine to take you to the next islands, and you can control the submarine, but there's nowhere to fucking go. It's just a matter of controlling it into, like, literally, like, the one space you can port it in. And then you get out and walk to the next village. Like there's nowhere to go on the islands. There's like one little village, and that's it. You know what I mean? Like, the only real exploration, in as far as overworld goes, is. Uh, and I didn't. I don't remember this from as being a kid, but you can look for like some heart pieces. Yeah. Which is another thing they like, blatant Zelda, right? But I mean, I think this like this game was straight up made by Nintendo, was it not? Yeah. Like it's just like Zelda. It's not like a third
1: party. game. It wasn't from published. Japan though. Hey. No, that that was nuts. I was reading about that. Yeah, like, um, never. I don't think it. it pro I, mean, I don't even know if it was released there ever. But yeah, it was produced by Nintendo America, and I think it went to Europe.
0: Looks good on them. Japan gets all kinds of games we don't fucking get. <laughs> so we get Star Tropics. Fuck them. <laughs> so yeah, the overworld feels kind of useless. It, like it's nice. It looks cool. You know. But at the end of the day, it, like it, they could have. Like I mean, you, you've played it. Like realistically, they could have eliminated all the overworlds and literally just made like. Level one, level two, level because th- they call them chapters, right? Yeah. And each each dungeon is like a chapter. And then when you get out of the dungeon or the cavern or whatever the fuck you want to call it, like uh then it says like it, it, I love that it pops up. You did it!
1: Like <laughs> in the giant, like like it's almost like they're surprised. They're gives like, you a wow. bunch of points too. It's, yeah, it's completely arbitrary because right? you don't see them at all in the game. But.
0: Vintage NES <laughs> gives you a bunch of points for no fucking reason. And then you basically walk around this overworld until you figure out how to get open or how to open the path to the next dungeon. And really, they could have, like, I appreciate the effort. Like, they're trying to throw a bit of a story in there. And, and, and I, um, I mean, we've talked about this on here many times. I think part of the thing with NES games is they were trying to do things to make them longer. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and, and a lot of fucking Nintendo games relied on difficulty to do that because they just made them too hard to beat. And then stuff like this, where you're walking around an overworld completely unnecessarily just to, you know, attack's probably a good hour onto the game by the time you've walked all the overworld Yeah. Of it. But you're right, there's like, it would have been rad to be able to get into the sub and go from island to island, even if you couldn't go into the temples yet or anything, like just to go island to island would have been yeah. fine. There's no reason that you shouldn't be able to do that.
1: Yeah, really linear. There's not really a whole lot of side stuff either. Like, you literally go from A to B, beat to boss and repeat. Kind right. Like, rather right. than like finding your heart containers, there's not a whole lot of... Right Stuff to discover, or, which it, gets kind of weird, because that kind of game you figured'd be all about, yeah, wandering like, around these islands and yeah,
0: and it's like and it's weird because like I mean, you could argue that you know it was the NES like there weren't side quests and stuff at the end. and and sure, but like there was still uh exploration, you know, like this game came after Zelda. Like, by all rights, it's almost like a spin-off. of It's almost like if Zelda and Earthbound had a kid.
1: Actually, I was kind of trying to right? think of Earthbound a little bit, because it does have a little bit of quirky humor to it, not to the same degree as Earthbound did by any chance. No, no, not there's at all. Still some, uh, like,
0: there's still some There's some Earthbound, like, and, like, and like your weapons are yo-yos and baseball bats and baseballs and stuff. Like, are they... And they, do you not know, find it weird, like, that they call the yo-yo stars?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that was, because it can't even be a mistranslation or anything like that, because it didn't... Wasn't yeah, translated. I don't it understand that. that.
0: Yeah. I meant to look that up before the show and I didn't. So that shows you how much prep I do for this fucking <laughs> show. Um, but it is. It's got aspects of Earthbound. It's the majority of it is, uh, is Zelda. But yeah, that's what I was going to say is like, I mean, even the original the NES Zelda didn't have side quests necessarily. Right. But exploration was what made it its game, right? Like, you could basically go right to the last dungeon right away if you want. I mean, you're going to get worked, but you could. Yeah. You know? And so I don't understand why they couldn't have at least added some form of exploration to this game. It's almost like it's. It's all like it, it, like the overworld seems cool, and then after about two or three chapters, you're like, I don't even want to be on, like, fuck, like, just let me play the game, you yeah, know? Like,
1: like, and it was near the end of the NES's life, so they can't even say it was like, this is our first go, like, give us a chance to make something next time. Like, yeah, yeah, um, and like, there's different characters to talk to, like, you talk to Dolphin, you talk to all the, the people different people in the village like and it's not like just like hi like or the i am error or anything sure. like that it's yeah. like actual conversation and
0: yeah but it just i mean like and like even the storyline is like you're going you're going to try to find your uncle yeah you know but it just it just doesn't feel necessary to me like i appreciate the effort they tried to make it more than just a like cave 1 cave 2 cave 3 but it just isn't necessary like the core of the game is in the caves or the yeah. caverns the temples whatever you want to fucking call them. uh and that's where we we'll go as far as the controls go like it it's and I and you know what this is another thing that I was thinking about after this Zelda did as well is like it's it's I mean even when you're not doing the jumping we'll get into that in a second when you're just walking it's completely grid. Yeah. Right? Like it's you can't see the literal grid on the floor but like literally like if you push up there is no like 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 he can't take a half a step he will move one
1: pretty much length.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like it'd be like it's almost like it's like it's an invisible uh, an invisible board and he moves like one space up. And so what frustrates Me about one of the first things that frustrates me about this game is that uh, there are villains that can villains whatever there are bad guys (laughs) that can move really quick and they can move diagonally and stuff like that and you can't like at all you know what I mean and it's frustrating sometimes because like you're you're fucking like the, the 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 bats those fucking bats and or like there's
1: triangle things same thing they zip in a diagonal all over yeah and, and you're stuck you can't even just standing line a there. shot up because you have to turn your guy around on the grid and right
0: and it's like it it um i can't remember if it was you that texted me this yesterday or if it was my friend patrick because i've been messaging you both about this game i think it was you but I, cuz i got i got to the last i got to the spaceship which is the end of the game and i was just getting fucking angry and you were <laughs> and you were like is it nes hard or yeah. is it cheap or like is it like design hard and i was like it's i think it's both
1: but it just like it,
0: as you go like the first couple of levels aren't
1: even hard i think the first couple of temples in that game are pretty easy but- yeah, I don't know, that snake if you it's, like I had to kind of do it a couple times before I finally killed him. Like I kind of forgot how much you have to rely on the weapons you find in the dungeon to beat your you bosses cuz like if you're trying to yo-yo the snake. Yeah, yeah. You're hopping in, hitting him, hopping out before the fire comes.
0: Yeah, that yo-yo is borderline useless against some of yeah. those bad
1: guys. I mean in like after
0: about 4 or 5 dungeons you unlock like a uh uh like a stronger yo-yo and then it shoots like a beam out of it, but you have to have like 6 hearts. Right. To shoot the beam So and like And that's one of the other things That makes this game so fucking hard As my dog Is that uh, There are very few power ups Yeah I mean there's there's weapons But there are very few like, uh, like Hearts health are re- hard to come by Yeah they are Like very few guys drop hearts uh some of them drop stars and i think if you collect i think it's five stars you get a heart back but you usually die before you get five I swear stars on any given
1: level i collect four stars and die of course you yeah yeah that Fifth star it's not common
0: and so it like it's it's frustrating sometimes because there's no there's there's minimal ways to get your health back and then you get that shooting yo-yo which makes the game like 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 infinitely more playable <laughs> like infinitely because your, your original yo-yo goes like two lengths yeah. you know, so you have to be so close to these guys that are moving so fast in angles. At least when you can shoot, you can keep a distance and shoot them. But as soon as you fall under six hearts, you're practically fucked because you're not gonna find any hearts to get yourself <laughs> back up to enough to shoot the beam again. And then it does and then it does no different. You know what I mean? like,
1: and every boss too, it's just they they almost rely on the like the secret weapon you find in the dungeon. Like you fight the octopus, you better find the snowman to freeze him or else. Oh, yeah. It's going to take hours trying to yo-yo him once when he gets yeah. close enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing is like, and I'm bad with this with all games. Uh this game is one of them. Like I'm always Oh, there's my girlfriend. Shaylee. You want to come on the show? Shay. <laughs> She's gone. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The special weapons. Like, whenever I play an RPG, even like a full fledged RPG or anything, I'm always so gun shy about using my magic. And I'm always so gun shy about using my items because I'm always afraid I'm going to burn them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in this game, I'm the same way. I'm gun shy about using the special weapons. And it's like, yeah, you're right. If you use up your special weapons before you get to a boss, uh, most of the time you're fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's first, like, oh, yeah. And like, so I've been playing it on the Switch. And I know you've been playing a little bit on the Switch as well. Uh, massive props. To anyone that not only has, like, forget beating the game, anyone that got to the spaceship, which I believe is the last level, that's as far as I've ever gotten, uh, without using save states, uh, tip of the old cap to you, because this game, like, I couldn't play like, I played it as a kid, and we would get to, about the fire boss. Remember the fire yeah. boss where you have to find the two switches to yeah, kill him. Yeah, to drop in the water there. Um, and now, like I said, I got further, but it's save states. I couldn't imagine doing this Yeah, forever.
1: like, after you get to the spaceship, it's almost like a bullet hell game from there. Like, there's stuff coming at you like crazy. It's like, it, fuck, that then, spaceship
0: is like playing Contra almost, yeah. but you don't have the controls of Contra. Like, Contra, yeah. like, God, I would love to do an episode of this show about Contra. That's something we gotta do. Um, Contra handles perfectly. There's fucking quick moving bullets coming at you from every direction, but the controls are so crisp that it's yeah. easy to dodge. This game, it's fucking impossible. And it just gets you so, ah, oh, oh, fuck, just, I was Yeah, kidding.
1: keeping you on a horizontal vertical, but then something diagonal, like, if you're in, if it's an enemy, you have to hop over, face up, and then shoot, like, yeah. try to hit it. Yeah. Or, or the, it's going to oh, hit you. Like, it's,
0: it, it's fucking ridiculous, <laughs> you know? um whereas yeah you're right some of the bosses like that boss with the snowman if you didn't have the snowman i, I can't imagine yeah, how you Or even
1: like beat the him. cyclopses where like if you get the stars you can hit the wall and they just split off right now oh. i'm like i don't know how you do that without them dude yeah like, yeah there's no way you can get up to yo-yo them and-
0: so uh so I, I don't have an instruction book like i've just been playing on the on the switch and yeah one of the power-ups you get near in one of the last levels of the game uh because oh yeah because that's another thing is the fucking power-ups don't carry over no you know if you don't use them up by the end of the dungeon they're gone and, and and I may be wrong on this, but I don't think I am. One of the most valuable items in the game is potions. And yeah. you can only find them like three or four times, but they give you back like six hearts or seven hearts or something. Uh, but I think if you die, you lose the potion.
1: Yeah, when you die, you lose everything. You lose... And
0: yeah, and you can't get the potion back. It's like, oh. oh. And
1: then that first level, you remember that too, right? Like you get a potion and then it opens the room to the north. So you go to the next one, get another one. Door yeah. opens to the north, you go and you hop in the water, you die, you lose your potions. Oh, dude, yes. That's the biggest Fuck middle you. finger from Nintendo, there, I think, ever. There is nothing <laughs>
0: worse in a fucking video game than death by trial and error. You know what I mean? Like, unless the game is, like, there are certain games uh, that are designed like that. And, like, what I'm thinking of is, like, uh, I don't know if you ever played uh, Thousand and One Spikes. Ah, uh, no. Uh, I think that's what it was called. Or even Celeste. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, which if you haven't played, if you have a Switch, it is the most perfect 8-bit platformer maybe ever made. Um, but that game, like you die, or like Super Meat Boy is another example. You die constantly, and you and every time you die, you learn like, okay, next time I got to jump here, I'll die again. But that's designed that way, and that's okay. Star Tropics has a couple of times, yeah, where you <laughs> fucking like, cause like it's it's again taking another oh, from Zelda when you're in the dungeons. You basically go like room to room. You get the odd room that's big. Excuse me that scrolls with you But for the most part Like you, you go through a door Excuse me uh, I shouldn't drink beer What I'm doing with this I get the burps I'm drinking beer At fucking 12, <laughs> 12 o'clock On Sunday afternoon cause Happy St. Patty's. St. Patty's day Um so, you jump from room to room. And as you jump into the next room, then it loads for you, right? And yeah, there's a couple of times where you fucking jump into a room and then there's nowhere to land. Or there's either nowhere for you to land and you just die. Or you land on a platform that disappears as soon as you land on it. So, if you're not ready to like jump again, you fucking die. And that's so goddamn cheap. And like you said in that one, you, oh, you fucking Star Tropics. Here we go. You get a potion and you're so excited and you get all these power ups and you're like, all right, let's fucking go. And then you jump into this room and there's nowhere to land and you just die and all
1: the power ups are gone you land right in the water and there's skulls on the screen to make it look like you're not the first person that's yeah, it. like it's yeah. just a massive troll job you for fucking like jack offs nintendo <laughs> of america whoever designed this See, that's why they didn't get to make many games
0: yeah right oh fuck you and then like <laughs> so then you go back to the start of the dungeon or wherever the last fucking checkpoint was you have like no hearts and then you're just fucked. And basically your only option half the time, like especially when you get into the later levels, if you die, you might as well just reset and just fucking, you know what I mean? Like just go back into the dungeon with a full set of hearts and try again. Cause you can get your hearts back. If you drink coconut milk in some of the villages, Yeah. but you get one shot at it. And then if you fucking die and then you go back to the beginning of the temple with like four of your 10 hearts. And then if you want to refill your health, it's go back out over to that overworld and hike along this boring fucking island to go drink more coconut milk. Or you <laughs> fucking, uh, fucking star tropics pisses me off. So I hate that. Uh, I hate the controls. I hate the cheap fucking deaths. I hate that there's no health to regain or very minimal health to regain. Uh, what I like, have are, are, are you got anything else you hate? I mean, before I
1: go off this no, tangent, if you hate more, by all that's means. That's pretty much it. It's. um. Looking at it through those tinted glasses, I still love it. I mean, it was it was a lot of fun as a kid. I don't know. Like you said, I think it's just kids back in that day, games they were probably 10 times as hard and like yeah. 10 times as short. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. it really isn't that long of a game. It's
0: not like sitting here playing it on the Switch. I, like I said, I've been using save states straight up, and uh, <laughs> it's funny because there's half of me that's like it's like imagine like the two little angels, like the angel and devil on your shoulder, <laughs> you know what I mean. But it's like the little kid gamer in me, and then the adult gamer in me. And the little kid gamer is like, "We used to play this without save states, you pussy." And then the adult in me is like, "I don't have time for this shit anymore." Save yeah, states.
1: My adult's like dinner was two hours ago.
0: Right. Yeah. So many NES, <laughs> NES, in like like that eight bit era. So many of those games are infinitely more playable with save states. You know what I mean? It was just, but yeah. back then it was just like you said. Half the time there was no way to save, or there was very little. You know.
1: Would you imagine being like a six year old firing it up for the first time though without save states? No. I don't I, think you'd play it. Like, I, fuck. I mean,
0: we used to play it, but that's because it was all we had. Like, it was yeah. like, it was, you played what you fucking had. It'd be like if you rented a game for the weekend, right? That was all you fucking had. Yeah. So it's like, wait, we have to suck. Like, honestly, like, you know, a game that, uh, sorry, I am going to get into what we like about Star Tropics in a minute, then we'll wrap this thing up. But now I'm fired up and ranting. Uh, a game that I loved growing up was Bart versus the Space Mutants on the Ooh. nes i owned it i i beat it i'm proud to say i beat that game as a kid like my brother and i played the fuck out of that game <laughs> i guarantee you if i played that game now i'd be like this fucking it sucks but it was the game we owned so you played it you know what i mean like it just and there were so many games like that like you were a sega kid right yeah but i'm sure you had games that well, weren't good yeah. i
1: mean it's and then it's the biggest insult to injuries when you beat him it was just like yeah you got that congratulations or just some like some t- crappy screen. Yeah, you did it, it. Like back to start. Congratulations. <laughs> fucking Ghostbusters.
0: Um, okay, so that's all the shit we hated. But this game does some things right. Like you said, it's not. It, this game is not a dud. It's charming. The, it, it very charming. I love the music. Like I'm excited to Actually, put the music yeah, into just this.
1: Do, one. do 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 do. Like yeah. I mean, it's just that calming. It is relaxing like music when
0: you're in, especially when you're in the overworld and you're on the islands. Like they do. Like it's especially for an NES game. Like it's really bright. Like, yeah. the grass is bright. The water looks so... Like, the water looks like you're in the fucking, like, Bahamas. And it really... The music, and like, you really do get this, like, soothing island feel almost out of it, you know? I love the weapons. Like I said, the baseball bats, the fucking throwing yeah. stars, that kind of That's stuff. That's the main
1: character, Mike. He's just a guy from the States visiting his uncle, right? It's like he brought his yo-yo bats and all that yeah,
0: stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like... The star. Yeah. It's a star. <laughs> it's not a yo-yo. It's a star. Uh, I like that. I, I, I love the jumping aspect so like i said like we were explaining if you haven't played this you walk like you're on a grid like you walk like it's one up one left one right but there are a lot of different areas where there are actual grid spaces on the board or on the on the on the screen and you you literally jump onto them and you can't jump over them, or you can jump over one space, like yeah. over one water. But you literally jump from tile to tile, and you're looking for secret switches and stuff like that. of
1: it fun. It's almost like a little puzzle element. To it, it is. Like you have to kind of hop in almost an order to. It, yeah, to, honestly, get everything that's done. Yeah.
0: that's my favorite part of the game. Is the like you go into a room, you clear out all the bad guys, and then you jump on all the tiles, like exploring. You know, and then uh, like there is the fire boss where uh, you don't even have to hit him. He's just uh, he's just sitting on a platform shooting fire at you, and there's the whole screen is tiles and water, and the object of the to beat him is you have to not get hit by his fireballs enough to kill you, and you have to find the two switches that are in these tiles, right, and one of the tiles is one of the ones right beside him. So one of them is up in the top, like, left corner. It's easy to get to. And that frees up, like, that, that unplugs, like, half of his platform. And then the other switch to unplug the other half to drop him into the water is literally right beside him. And, like, is it, you know, you never think to fucking jump there because you think <laughs> you're going to die if you jump onto his platform,
1: right? I, I really, you're right. It is, like, a puzzle, and it's it's clever. I really enjoy that aspect of the game a lot. And they animated it really well, too, like, for that boss there. Once he finally hits the drink, his flames go out. He's just kind of steaming there. He looks all sad because yeah. he's in the water. He's toast. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. It's all the characters are well done. Like when you talk to someone, it kind of goes into like a first person, you face them and they say their lines or whatever. And
0: yeah, it's the the graphics are actually surprisingly good. Like for an NES
1: game, I think this is one of the better looking NES games.
0: I love the puzzle aspects, I love the exploration. There's like secret walls that you can walk through. There's a few points, like you know, where you go uh there's a part where you have to like you can see the exit to the level is this like water um um like geyser like it sprays up and you can see it but you're like how the fuck do i get to that because it's like a dead end all the way around (laughs) it then you realize you have to go around it like around that room in the dungeon and then walk through the wall to get into that area you know what i mean and like and, and and like it's not overly complicated but it's just enough that you have to like Use your brain. Like, you look at it like a yeah. puzzle, you know?
1: Same with diving the sub, too. you got to kind of figure out which way to go to mm-hmm. maneuver through the islands and stuff like that to get the,
0: to Yeah, yeah. Like, the one aspect of exploration there really is to it is the looking for the space of the sub. It just sucks that, like, there's literally nowhere to go except looking for the one space to move you to the next area. There's no other, like, yeah. exploration at all. Um, yeah, so I really like that. Uh, some of the bosses are are pretty cool. Some of them are kind of cheap, like you said, but they're I, I enjoy that part. Um, oh, yeah,
1: and then it has a secret code. That was the coolest, maybe not coolest thing if you ever lost the damn thing. You're right.
0: So, like, one of the most famous – I'm trying to think of the word. Would you call it, like, a novelty gimmick?
1: I think it was – yeah, I guess it really was a gimmick, wasn't right? it? Like, like, I mean it?
0: So, one of the most famous, for lack of a better term, gimmicks in gaming history is Metal Gear Solid. Where you're fighting uh, Psychomantis and you have to unplug the controller from port one and put it into port two because he's reading what you're doing and so you have to go to port two so he can't read your mind anymore. Uh, I feel like this is like the original version of that. <laughs> I know it's not as clever as that, but what they actually did, and I am, I have to assume they did this to try to avoid, uh, to try to to get people to buy the game brand new, right? Because like, you could rent it or buy an old copy and be fucked if you don't have the manual the manual came with like a letter uh, from your uncle, I guess is what it is. And you literally have to dip this piece of paper in water. The game tells you to do this, like dip this letter from your uncle in water. And then it'll reveal a three digit code that you have to punch into the sub to get to the next level. Uh, And like, obviously in today's Uh, world it's completely pointless because in three seconds i googled it and found it and like some people pointed out that nintendo may never release this game on like a virtual console or something because of that and i'm like i have to assume if you're tech savvy enough to download a game on your nintendo console you're tech savvy enough to google what the three-digit code (laughs) is because i don't think nintendo has actually said what the code is anywhere
1: um and did they like i had to google they put it in nintendo power i think back in the day
0: right but i mean like with the re-releases on virtual Console oh, yeah, yeah, or with this but or... i mean it's
1: almost a given where you get to this you're gonna get frustrated where is it on right. Google? right you're gonna like, google it you... yeah
0: um so you, you google this you, you back in the in the fucking 90s or whatever when this i have to i don't i did not looked up the release date I think it was this 1990 game it sounds like a 1990 game like it seems to me like it would have come out around like kirby yeah like near the it end of really the, the nes uh yeah yeah it came with a piece of paper and you had to dip it in a, in a glass of water and like dude can you imagine if like you <laughs> fucking rented this game for the weekend back in 1990 and got to that point and then we're fucked because you didn't have that piece of paper well, imagine
1: you bought the damn game and your mom throws the box out with the paper yeah in You're yeah screwed. You're dude gone. like because <laughs> we used
0: to throw all our boxes out right it, yeah uh, it hurts my heart now but yeah. yeah of course right and like yeah can you imagine <laughs> like because there was no way the only other way i guess you would have <laughs> done it would have been to like 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 Someone call that or, yeah. call that fucking power line yeah, And maybe that's up. where
1: it was just to call the nine hundred line you and get the calls, pay to Spike. twenty dollars <laughs> to find out what the three codes are.
0: <laughs> um, I think that's clever though. I like it. You know I, what I mean? It, like, um,
1: it's fan service. Like, I like the idea they put this piece of paper. Like, it's a letter from your uncle, and it's yeah, it looks like one. It's not just a like Nintendo blank piece of paper with just dip this in water or anything like that. Like, yeah, I think it reads like he actually wrote it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's stuff uh, like that. So
1: it's are you, cool.
0: Are you surprised they haven't done anything with this franchise in fucking?
1: I didn't know for the longest time there was a Star Tropics 2.
0: I didn't either. Um, have you played it?
1: No. I, I, ha- I actually watched some YouTube video of it, and it looks like it's more of the same. But it looks like it's.
0: I'm gonna try it. Like I, I have it know, on my I own.
1: honestly don't even know anything about it. Really.
0: Me neither. Like, no, me neither. Um, but that's it. You know. Yeah. And like, and like you said, like the original. So the original one came out near the end of the le- the life cycle, I believe. I mean, there's a slight chance we're wrong because I didn't do my homework. But I have to imagine this came out near The graphics are too good. For this to have been an early NES game, you know, like, and that's one of the things too is like, I feel like the NES um, absolutely deserves its place in history for what it did for gaming. But I also think there's a lot of games on that system that haven't stood the test of time. No, a lot more than Sega ever had with the Master System or anything by far, and that pains me to say as a Nintendo kid. But there's a lot of (laughs) games that didn't work. But near the end of the NES, you were really starting to see like they were like like I mean, you take this game. You take uh, Kirby. Uh, you take Little Samson. Wario's Woods. Uh, Wario's Woods. If you take Mega Man Six, yeah. Mega Man Six. That that game ran on an NES is incredible to me. Like near the end, they really had a great handle on what that system was capable of. Um, and this is one of those games that I'm like, I, I. I if you told me to tell someone, uh, they have to play ten games to really sell them on the NES. I'm not 100 percent sure Star Topics would be in my 10 games, but it would be on the short list. Like it's a it's a good game that looks great. It's frustrating as fuck, but so is almost everything on the NES.
1: And it's, you can play it today and not like completely hate it. It's like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I mean, I'm I've given up now that I'm at the Alien Spaceship. I'm, I've given <laughs> up. I can't fucking beat it. Uh, the game goes from like a like if the game was a seven out of ten for difficulty before the Alien Spaceship, it goes to a twelve out of ten. Oh, it spikes. Hard. It's fucking insane. But uh, I had a lot of fun. Like I, I probably played. I probably put ten hours into it. Like get into the spaceship and uh, yeah, like no regrets. I had a great time playing it again. Yeah,
1: like crazy. Nothing ever happened with it again. I'm not sure if it's just because maybe it was because it was an American made game and the, they just now don't have any interest in going back to it. Or yeah, because I'd love to see it with some modern graphics. Like you could have a lot of fun with an island setting and yeah,
0: like it just. I mean, Nintendo has so many. Like I mean, everyone when you think of Nintendo, you think of Donkey Kong, Mario, Zelda, like those games, right? But like, um, I mean, they have like they have Punch Out, they have F Zero star fox like these these smaller and, and i use that term non-disparagingly but like these smaller of their by nintendo standards these smaller franchises they, at least they bring back for games every once in a while star tropics nothing and my understanding if i'm not mistaken star tropics two was one of the ones that came out well after the super nintendo had already released oh yeah
1: like i think it was almost maybe i don't think it was the last one but it was pretty close has to be right near the end and yeah. it's like
0: it's like like how did we not get a super nintendo star tropics like did they yeah. not
1: sell like maybe I maybe just not being in Japan, it just
0: yeah it surprises me. Maybe, um, I don't know. Yeah, the fact that Star Tropics found its way onto the NES Classic is really rad. Because I guarantee you, when you look at the list of games, like if you were if you're like an, if you if you don't play a lot of games now, and then you bought one of those NES Classics, you were looking at that box. Star Tropics has to have been one of the few that a lot of people were like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, you were looking for Zelda, the Mario's, Contra. You know what I mean? Loading like that modern kind of ties
1: stuff. to yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a obscure throwback. Good game, man. Uh, before
0: we score this thing, have you got any other praise slash criticism? I love any game Mike? where you
1: talk to a pig and it just says wink.
0: <laughs> the way you said that. it was like you had that locked and loaded. Like just, <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's a
0: fun game. Uh, Chris, what would you give Star... Retroactively, what would you give Star Tropics on a scale of 1 to 10?
1: I'll give it a hard 8. You I know liked what? It. Like it was a, it, like a, the memory I have of that. I remember the friend I beat it with, and it was a blast. Like I mean, that was what Nintendo gaming was all about when you were a kid. Was just staying up late, playing it, yeah, having a good time. I agree with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a heart eight.
0: Seven and a half. It would have gotten an eight till I got to that fucking spaceship and almost put my <laughs> switch through my fucking window. Seven and a half. It's a good game. If you haven't played it, play it. It's on the Nintendo Online service on Switch now. It's on the virtual consoles. It's on the Nintendo. It's on the NES Classic. Uh, it's pretty well for a forgotten little cult classic franchise it's pretty well everywhere it's pretty available to play give it a shot uh chris thank you so much for doing this buddy and uh you guys if you're listening to this i know you're gonna be hearing this three days late but happy st patrick's day and i hope you got as drunk as i'm about to go get there yeah all right cheers That's going to do it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you for listening. Chris, my good friend, thank you so much for coming over and getting day drunk with me and recording a podcast. Much appreciated. Uh, You guys, like I said at the end of that episode, if you haven't played Star Tropics, check it out. It's available on everything. It's cheap. It's fun. You probably won't beat it, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Highly recommended. Really fun game. It's good stuff. Uh, If you're on social media, throw us a follow. Twitter and Instagram, we're at the Game. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash rememberthegame. You can find us at our podcast website, rememberthegamepodcast.com. And now I'm on Reddit uh, under the username adamblank17. Uh, I'm kind of active in the Retro Games forum. I'm kind of getting my feel, my legs under me as far as Reddit goes. Say hi if you're on there. That'd be really cool. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. I don't know what they accomplished, but every article I've read about growing your podcast has said reviews are critical. So please leave us one. That would be great. And most importantly, keep gaming. You know, we're getting into the warm months right away. It's going to get nice outside. And you don't want to be out there getting sunburnt and attacked by bugs. You want to be inside playing old video games like the rest of us. Thanks for listening, you guys. I will be back in seven days with, uh, if it's the game I think I'm going to put up next week, a real big title. One of those ones everybody's played, everybody loves. uh, Or maybe it won't be. I don't know. I, I fly by the seat of my pants. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. All I know is there'll be another episode here in seven days and I hope you all listen to it. And until then, thank you guys so much. I always, I I say it a hundred times a week, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate you listening. And uh, take take it easy and I'll see you guys again in seven days. All right, cheers.